1: Do you just love to say because they're fun? 651. 6-4-1-107-1. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one zero seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, Hi. and uh, we're asking you, what is the word or words that you just love to say because they're just fun to say, Bradley? Why are we
2: asking? Well, you know, uh, I fully admit that this question comes straight from someone else, uh, and that person is Richard Chin from the Star Tribune, who did a piece in the variety section, and the headline is just, "What does succotash, hubbub, and plankton have in common?" They're among the words Minnesotans love to say and what follows is a fun read they put out a call on social media, uh, the Star Tribune did, asking for words that people just like to say. And they kind of break down in different categories, and then there's a conversation around some of the reasons why certain words are just fun to say. And as I was reading through them, I was like, yeah, these words are actually, um, some of these words are definitely fun to say. So I thought, let's just open the phone lines and let people talk about their favorite words to say, especially because, you know, unlike reading it, we can actually hear it. Right. 651-641-1071. What words do you just to say because they're fun to say.
1: We've got Molly on the line. Hi, Molly. Molly, hey, what's the word that you just love to say?
3: Okay, so it may not be a real word, but my mom used to call us this all the time, and now I call my kids this, but she used to call us snickle fritz. You're oh. being a nickel fritz. Okay, you know, what's funny
1: about that, thank you, Molly, by the way, for your call, is I believe that that word comes up in this article.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely one of the words that people suggested, snickel fritz. And there's so it a, is a real word.
1: And there's actually a definition for it. Yeah. It is a Pennsylvania Dutch term for a rowdy child. It's also a low grade of marijuana.
2: Who knew? So
1: Molly, Someone there you go. That's
2: an old use of that term. I don't feel like go. a lot of kids are out there going, hey, you want some nickel friends?
1: <laughs> one, one, oh, 651-641-1071. What's the word you just love to say? Because you just love to say it. It's fun to say. Uh, we got a couple of emails. We got this from Jill. She said "Cumberbund and
2: gubernatorial. Yeah. Which I actually looked up because it's, I I always thought it was cumberbund. It's cummerbund. Cummerbund? Yeah.
1: I've I, always said cummerbund. I
2: know. But if you go to the Wikipedia page, a cummerbund is a broad waist sash, usually pleated, which is often worn with a single-breasted dinner jacket. And she spelled it that way, which yeah. made me go look for it, because I was like, I thought it was cummerbund.
1: I am... That just changed my life forever. I mean, who knew? I mean, with all the cummerbund wearing that we both do, yeah. you'd you think mean, we'd cummerbund. know. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> Julie's on the line. Hi, Julie. Julie, what's the word you just love to say? Because it's just fun to say. Um, It is epopotam.
2: Now, you have to explain that because we have no (laughs) clue what that word is. It's
1: actually a French word, and I learned it when I was a little girl, and it means hippopotamus.
2: Now, say it again.
1: Epopotam. Epopotam. Mm. And I just love saying it. I say it for all sorts of reasons.
3: I love that. Anyone? Yeah, it's Thank a silly you. one. We
1: just, lo- we had a little French lesson. Thank you so much, Julie. I have not heard that one.
2: You know, and that was a certain category of words, um, you know, place names and words that come from other languages. Um, in this particular Star Tribune uh, piece, they had like a bunch of place names that are fun to say, like uh, Sheboygan, mm-hmm. Um, I always think of like, there's an Italian word for bat, which is pipistrello. Pipistrello. It's just a fun word to say, pipistrello. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, that that um, totally, totally goes with the categories that um, are laid out in this piece. What's the word that you love to say just because it's fun? All, I mean, all of them. Like, I literally was going through and I was like, oh, I totally love saying snickerdoodle. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally love saying sassafras, padiddle. We just talked about padiddle yeah. yesterday, hullabaloo, hoot nanny. I mean, literally, it just goes on and on and on.
1: Um... Menominee would be like a, a, a place do, do, that I like to say the name Menominee. It just do, is fun to say, do, do. right? You get all the you know the M's and the N's and the and um, Amenes. Menominee, all of
2: Menominee,
1: Menominee. You get all of it. It's fun. It's fun. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What's the word you love to say? Just because it's fun, Holly. Do you have one?
0: I think that these words were informed by Looney Tunes or other things of your <laughs> saying places like. Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, yeah.
2: And Las Cruces. And mm. Las
0: Cruces or Walla Walla. I feel mm-hmm. like those are very Johnny Carson esque type jokes. Yeah. Lake Titicaca.
2: I mean, Ooh. They I do, can't imagine why that's fun. They do say that G's, words with G's, B's, and uh, double O's are often uh, words people like to hmm. say. Jibber jabber, dilly dally, roly mm-hmm. poly, mm-hmm. bioflavonoid.
0: I don't yeah, know. That everyone a, loves <laughs> to say bioflavored. Yeah, I don't rock
2: that one very often. Well, somebody does.
1: <laughs> where did they get? I mean, where did they? did? Was this in a poll that yep, they found? So this they out?
2: posted on social media okay. asking people the words that they liked, and then they broke them down by categories. Some of them mm. we've already laid out. So, for example, um, a lot of them were place names, places like Wanamingo, Nimrod, Sheboygan, Connemawak, Boca Raton. <laughs> Uh, And then a bunch Were like food related Snickerdoodle, shakshuka, Succotash. This is actually one We used to go to a park uh, in Wisconsin Named Scuppernong The Scuppernong Trail And that's listed in here as well I think Scuppernong is a kind of grape That is native to that area (laughs) Schnitzel, smorgasbord Tater tots Muscadine Uh Manicotti goulash
1: we have Joni on the line let's go to Joni and see Joni what is the word you love to say just because it's fun hi Joni hi um ragamuffin, rag-a-muffin. Oh, that's a, that's good a one. great one rag-a-muffin. ragamuffin my grandma
3: used to call us kids that when we'd get up and get dressed to go somewhere and nobody'd brush their hair we were acting a little wild and I heard my daughter use it to my granddaughter the other day you look like a ragamuffin oh,
0: yeah. see, one of my favorite passes
1: on thanks yep. Joni let's go to Joel Joel's got a favorite word uh, to say, just because it's fun to say. Joel, what's that word?
2: It's rapscallion. Oh yeah, rapscallion. That's a good one. I call too. my little five-year-old my little rapscallion.
1: That's great. I love it. Also sounds. Hey, I like love
2: an... you guys. You guys rock.
1: Thanks, Joel. We Thank love you too. You.
2: Rapscallion just sounds like an onion that is musically inclined. Right. <laughs> it's a rapscallion with a beat.
1: Hey. Uh, let's go to Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hannah, what's the word you love to say, just because it's fun to say?
0: My word is nincompoop and actually it relates back to this channel when I was a kid. Um, I had a friend's mom that was always playing my talk and one time we got in the car and turned on the radio, and the first thing we heard was Julia say "Ninkum Poop." Mm. So we used to call my talk the Ninkum Poop Channel. Oh my gosh!
1: My God, I love it. It works. Why? It works. Uh <laughs> Poop. We, we should just call ourselves that. Hannah, thank you for your call. Also, Put I love that
0: on a billboard. Yeah. I love that Ninkum Poop.
1: A memory from her childhood.
2: That's yeah, well. It tells oh, you how long, how long. we've been. We've
1: been uh,
0: that's a, that is that is a form of flattery. It is for may, sure. May one day someone approach. Any of us and say, I used to drive home and my parent always had my talk on mm-hmm. the station, and it was Colleen and Bradley fighting over the throwback live. Yes. Oh. May they remember the total victory tally. because I sure as heck can't <laughs> I mean, write. Right. Exactly. You know, every day exactly. You're welcome. <laughs>
1: Uh, we did get another email from Tony who said, my word is serendipity. Also, obfuscate.
2: Oh, that's a good word. No, they're just
1: kind of fun. You know, they just feel good in the mouth. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for your calls. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm really excited. Um, we are going to have our friend Shay, new friend of the show. on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On. we've been talking to her about the show Adults Adopting Adults. Mm-hmm. And um, we thought we were going to have her on today to talk about the latest episode of Adults Adopting Adults. Whoops. However, um, something has happened. Ooh. And you can no longer watch Adult Adults. Uh, you know Bye. what I mean? Adults Adopting Adults. We're going to talk about that, the newest development with Shay when we return on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. It's
0: Colleen. Well, we are so
1: excited to talk to our next guest, Shay. We've been talking to her for a couple of weeks on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107. One Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer Hi. Uh, about a show on E called adults, adopting adults. And where Shay figures into the story is that Shay uh, owns uh, an executive luxury car service, mm-hmm. and has driven one of the people who was on the show, mm-hmm. Danny, and uh, had some troubling interactions Ooh. with him, Ooh. to say the least. And uh, Shay, we've had a development.
2: <laughs> That's a interesting Hey,
1: guys. Hi. Hi. So <laughs> I don't know how you came across all of this information, but uh, I went to go watch the show last night, and I thought, where is it?
3: Yeah, so I went to try to catch up yesterday and I actually was scrolling the hashtag before I was doing anything on the A and E app and everybody was talking about how the show had just disappeared and everybody was freaking out and I went and looked and sure enough it was completely gone, like it never existed. Um and I know that Danny had posted um a, a racist video on TikTok that about six days ago the internet was all a buzz about. And then his his TikTok went down for a bit. Then it came back up. It was missing some videos when it came back up. But there's some that are still on Twitter and Reddit that people saved. Um, but I reached out to a television producer last night who I know shopped the show and asked him if he knew anything. And he said no, that he'd actually learned about it from me. Um, huh. But the show had abruptly stopped. And he said he did have a show on A&E once that – After two episodes, they, they cut it because of ratings. Um, but he doesn't remember or recall if they, if after they canceled it after two episodes, if they scrubbed it at all. But he did send me something really interesting. Do you guys remember the show from 2009 on VH1 called Megan Wants to Be a Millionaire?
2: No.
1: No, I don't, I don't remember that, but something tells me it wasn't around for long.
3: Well, three episodes actually. Um, do, you, does the name Jasmine Fiore or Ryan Jenkins mean anything to you?
2: No. Tell us. What does this she mean? She was the,
3: the girl that was murdered by one of the contestants of that show. And oh, she was a popular God. model in Vegas, lingerie model. Yes. And what VH1 ended up doing is after Jasmine was found murdered, um, they, canceled the show and deleted the episodes out of respect for the victim. And so that producer, he doesn't have any um, information on this show specifically, even though he shopped it initially, on why it suddenly is no longer. Um, But he did send me a couple of articles on that show and I'd actually kind of forgotten about the Jasmine Fiore case,
2: you know, it's interesting. So I think what you're probably alluding to is that something serious happened and they have reason to believe that, um, you know, we're all probably going to figure out what that is at some point such that they, you know, legally or just out of a sense of decency would remove everything. Is that sort of your feeling is that because we have like, like we all are already kind of creeped out by uh, a lot of Danny's behavior um, but you gotta feel like there's something more intense or more serious based on their yeah. complete
3: removal. Yeah. So the producer said his first reaction was uh, that that um, that ratings were bad, so they pulled it. Right. And that's very common at A and E. But but the the fact that it just disappeared, that's. That's the other 50% of the uncertainty of okay, <laughs> is there something more besides possibly ratings um, for this to be the case?
1: Well, I will tell you, I've been uh, we've all been digging in our own ways on our in our own sort of resources. And uh, I spent some time on Reddit this morning where the rumors are rampant. And uh, apparently, somebody uh, caught up with Danny. He posted on his own social media, and his take on it is just that they took it down because it wasn't getting good ratings, but it will pop up and you will be able to stream the entire season at some point i some oh, some tells me that's probably i don't know the fishy thing is that it doesn't exist on like they're not even containing the three episodes that have already aired.
2: Yeah, can you just remind the audience, Shay, again, why um, Danny, you know, creeped you out? I mean, like, for the listener who maybe hasn't been following the story, there was a real reason to suspect that something wasn't right.
3: Yeah, so the best analogy that I can give is, a few years ago, a guy followed me home from the corner store, and I felt imminent harm, Mm -hmm. and I called the police after I got home, And the only reason why, like, I think I was okay is because I flagged a woman down from across the park and had her come over and had her walk with me, and the guy stopped following me.
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
2: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never
3: ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
3: But I felt imminent harm and I actually called and talked to a St. Paul police detective and I said, I feel foolish for calling you because nothing happened. But... But I'm telling you, I felt like this man intended me harm. And he said that's the number one thing they hear from victims is that before harm was committed, the victim felt imminent harm. And I felt imminent harm for Iliana, and in other ways, like more in like domestic abuse ways for his wife. Um, in that two hour and two and a half hour conversation from Sox Center to the Minneapolis Airport, um, based on all the things he was saying about locking Ilia Illy up, up in the basement and she'd have to earn her keep, to you know wanting a sexual relationship with her, all these things like I, and then kind of him admitting to paying for sex and all these other weird things he was doing on the internet that he was telling me about with young girls, like I just felt I felt imminent harm for for those women.
0: You know, the thing that
1: blows my mind about this, and Shay, you have been uh, sounding the alarm about this since before the show aired um, on Twitter, sharing this story and this conversation you had with him. The thing that blows my mind about this is, number one, that you were able to glean all of that from him in a two-hour conversation, a basic stranger to him. And then to know that A&E picked him up For this show and followed him around with a camera. And if he'd already given you all of that information in two hours, there's no doubt they heard more of the same kind of stuff and that they went
3: through Um, with it. And absolutely. And the fact that another television producer who I've spoken to directly shot the show and passed on it because he didn't feel comfortable with the content. Mm. And I
2: will say, like, that story stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, there were some other questionable, like, you know, there are some other parts of this show, and again, for the listener, it's adults adopting adults where adults are literally adopting other adults. I know they have questions or like, why? But trust me, I don't know that you're going to get a bunch of answers. But like some of the other storylines were kind of like, oh, that's weird. But it, it there was something just about this story in particular yeah. that made that went beyond weird. And mm-hmm. so I think for all of us, it's no surprise or I shouldn't say it's no surprise, but perhaps it's not the most surprising that, you know, something happened that they needed to pull the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I absolutely. I, and I wonder if we'll ever know the whole truth. Shay for, with the last couple minutes we have you for your part. Are you aware of kind of where things stand for Ileana now?
3: The last I heard is that the cousin up the street had gotten her out of the, the camper and then and then got her out of the situation. There's a rumor that she is no longer in the country. Um um, that she's gone back to Greece or Austria. That's a debatable. Danny mm-hmm. says Greece. The show says Austria. Who knows? That's the last I heard. I did call a coworker of his this morning um, to see if I can get an update, but I haven't, who's, who lives nearby, to see if I could get some sort of on-the-ground update, but I haven't heard back yet. Well, Shay, keep
1: us posted. Yes, and again, I mean, truly, you in your profession, you have, you know, so many things. So keep us posted on all the things you pick up. Uh, and thank you so much for kind of going along with us on this journey.
3: Sounds good. Have a good day, you guys. Thanks, Thanks Shay. You too,
1: Shay. Stay safe out there. Um, that was Shay from mm. Shay cab, uh, Shay car service. You can look her up. She's fantastic. She's a great follow on Twitter. And, um, that's what we know of what has happened yeah, with I adults, adopting adults.
2: So many questions.
1: I know. And no answers. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some, uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D after this on my talk. Oh, celebrities behaving badly. That's what they do. And uh, we call them out for it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. That name is
2: D-Bag! That's
1: true.
3: Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Who's your D-Bag?
1: Rosie O'Donnell! Oh, oh, hey
2: George.
1: Oh God! <laughs> the throwback. queen of nice.
2: Well, maybe once upon a time. Okay, so Rosie O'Donnell's my d bag, and you're like, wow, haven't talked about Rosie in a minute, right? Right. Well, we're gonna today. Here's why. Um, and in fact, I had another d bag all ready to go, uh, but I was like, oh, Rosie. She rolled in and kicked that one out. Rosie, Rosie, honey. Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell apologizes to Priyanka Chopra. Why? After thinking her father is Deepak Chopra. Oh,
1: gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, Rosie. I have have a lot of secondhand embarrassment right now. Oh.
2: Oh. And not only did she embarrass herself in this experience, she also embarrassed her son, his girlfriend, and her friend, Fran Drescher, in the process.
0: Not TV's the nanny. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ah. That was the sound Fran was making when this happened. Rosie. While dining, uh, they were all at Nobu in Malibu in uh, California a, over the mm-hmm. weekend. When Rosie O'Donnell ran into Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Oh. Okay. Now, in a small world. Uh, yeah. Now, Rosie talked about Especially this. Especially at Nobu. Right. What a
1: celebrity there. <laughs> Who knew? H- H- help at the Pacino's Restaurant.
2: <laughs> nice Thanks. try. Thanks. Um, so, <laughs> Rosie talked about this on TikTok and... So she like she apologized, okay, fine, whatever, but I still am just like, I don't know that I'd be rushing out to tell people this mm-hmm. story, but anyway, you're just going to feel super awkward when I tell you that <sighs> she saw that Nick and Priyanka were seated next to her at Nobu, and she didn't know uh, Priyanka Chopra. She has no idea who Priyanka Chopra is. She knows who Nick Jonas is.
1: Um... What? Okay, but so, fine. So
2: I said, okay. hi Nick Jonas. Okay, I'm not going to do my Rosie. Good. So I He's said, decent. hi Nick Jonas. You were in Kingdom.
1: Oh, so she does my move, which is to tell... Celebrities about themselves. Yeah, but see the
2: difference is You would know them, right? Uh, so true. she goes, "Hi, Nick Jonas. You were in Kingdom. Oh God!" And then she goes, "Hi. I know your dad." To Priyanka. No,
1: God, no, oh,
2: no. God. I might have
0: to just. Oh, my Priyanka gosh.
2: goes. You do? Who's my dad? Oh God! And Rosie goes
0: Deepak.
2: And Priyanka rightly says oh. no. Uh, and Chopra is a common name.
3: Take me, so away. Record, take me away. So for record,
2: Priyanka's actual father is Ashok Chopra who died in 2013.
1: Yeah. Oh. She writes about it in her memoir. Oh. oh, you guys.
2: Rosie oh. said that she was very embarrassed by the gaff and asked fans if but this is the thing that just drives me nuts because she does this thing where she goes, Am I the only one who knew? No, girl. Like no what? She thinks like, so she's trying to get like, but I'm not alone, right? You all thought Deepak Chopra was her dad too. First of all, where did that get lodged in your brain? You know, I think I can understand making an association, Deepak Chopra, Priyanka Chopra, similar last name. But to go from similar last name to assuming that one is the daughter of the other and like creating a relationship where there is none, that's the part where like most people would in their head would go, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they're somehow related. And then hit know? up the Googs. And then go, oh, I'm stupid because Chopra's a really common last name. Right. So, of course, they're not related. Or I don't even know if... You know, like, it just... You you would think that maybe in your head is... I wonder if there's a connection. But you wouldn't, like, own it. Like, s- stick to it and put it out loud out of your mouth. Well, so that happened. And she did the thing then, again, where where Rosie goes... Am I the only one who knew that or didn't know that? Um, she says, "I'm," and she goes on to say that Priyanka wasn't rude. Well. I mean, well, she was. Great. She had every right to be, yeah. frankly. Because if you were being a jerk and didn't.
1: I feel like you were, though, Rosie. Uh, I hope right? you acknowledge that.
2: Uh, she said it was, she goes, she wasn't rude. It was just awkward. I'm sure she gets sick of that. I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, honey, <gasps> stop. Then she goes. To do the second thing oh, that I love. Still oh,
3: God. She's still talking.
2: She's oh, still talking. She God. did two videos. Oh, she did two videos about this because the first video got people talking even more, because they were like Rosie, and she's like, "Oh, now I gotta do another. Now I gotta do another video." So she. <laughs> So she filmed another video. I just want to apologize to her and to everyone. I, I'm not doing it. It's just I just want to better
1: every time.
2: I just want to apologize to her. So she comes back and says, after saying that wasn't rude. She wasn't rude. It was just awkward. I just want to apologize to her. Okay, great, great, awesome. Mm-hmm. And to everyone who thought it was really inappropriate of me. Sorry. <sighs> Sometimes I bleep up. I didn't know, boo. I love how though she does that thing where she's like, "I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings." Right? Right. For everyone who thought it was inappropriate. Well, was it? it, it I think it I was. Think that's and that's just, everyone.
1: Yeah, it just was inappropriate. If you, I don't know,
2: I don't know. Ro- I can't, Rosie, Rosie. Like maybe not talking so much was d- doing you not so bad. Oh, also. Just, that's just Dad so. it
1: could have been a story that never saw the light of day. You know what I mean? Like, she could have just had that embarrassing well, moment not, and made else good was on it. About it. But then she took her embarrassing moment that wasn't just embarrassing, it was like born of ignorance. I know your father. It's so oh,
2: my God. No, you don't. He's dead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh,
0: uh.
2: He died. Ten years ago.
0: Which
1: actually, like honestly, is a, a if you know Priyanka Chopra is a pretty well known.
2: Well, she didn't thing. know Priyanka Chopra. Uh, that's so why the thing. are you
1: talking about her dad?
2: <laughs> well, because I think in 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 the reading of this, I think uh, what happened was somebody said that's Priyanka Chopra. And so she then decided that not only was she gonna go, uh Chopra, 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 Deepak. You must be, and she doesn't even say, like, you must be. She just goes, I know your dad. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> so
2: bad. Rosie. Oh, I
1: don't oh. want to be here anymore. No, don't I either. know. Can I, you
2: just it's... imagine everyone, like Fran, oh. poor Fran Drescher,
1: who's the president of sag AFTRA? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who. Probably really does know Priyanka
2: she's like, Chopra. She's probably, a probably member like, of like elbowing Rosie. Oh
3: <laughs> my gosh.
2: And poor Priyanka. And you just know Priyanka. Like because we know Priyanka is a like proud ass woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And like you just know inside her head she was like this woman. <laughs> oh my gosh. This woman. Who are you? That's what I would have been like. And what's your name? Oh, are you related to Chris O'Donnell? Is that your brother? Uh,
1: You you were
0: just Betty Rubble once.
2: I can't stop (laughs) having awkward feelings. Also, poor Nick, and I mean, just everybody the wait staff, everybody that's like, (laughs)
0: Oh, did you hear what she just
1: did? Everybody who heard the story, all of us. I feel sorry for everybody. Doesn't
2: everybody
0: think that? I even feel bad for Al Pacino, Uh, (laughs) who has nothing to do with him. Poor
1: Al Pacino (laughs) shouldn't
2: open that restaurant.
0: (laughs) Feel bad for
1: him. Yeah.
2: Who's your D bag?
1: Thank you for asking. It's a website called uh, Geo I don't know. What like Geo vote? No, Geo, Geo. So it's not about rocks. No. Okay. no, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Geo it's a clickbait TV. site, and they just uh, posted this article about Julia Fox. and it's it is exactly what you know it is. It's a clickbait article, a bunch of pictures of Julia Fox. Somebody was tasked with writing around the pictures, and there's no story. But the pictures are of her wearing some leathery, pleathery pants and a shirt. And uh, this is the headline. Julia Fox puts her killer curves on display to show Kanye West what he lost. Oh uh, okay. yeah. Or, or she's just having a body that's wearing clothing and she's walking in L.A.
2: Yeah, but, you know, she's a <laughs> Julia Fox lookalike.
1: Mm. No, she's a Kim Kardashian lookalike. I mean she looks like herself. Yes. Yeah,
2: no, I mean uh she also that outfit does not look comfortable. I'm sorry. Oh well, no. Well
0: it no. looks like it's like a bodysuit. Vinyl
2: suit. pants? Thong
0: yeah. diaper thing? Thong,
2: Thong diaper.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it sort of looks, looks like no it looks like <laughs> it
1: looks like it's a bodysuit that's supposed to tie at the crotch, but she, but she left it untied and just yeah. tucked it in and let the ties. Yeah, but hang she's out. a
2: fashion, you know, icon.
1: I mean, she's an uncut job, but I I just, this headline just, I couldn't with it. And I don't even know what this news
0: says Capturing is. Just,
2: attention of passers-by.
0: Or just you know, she's yeah, walking. Capturing attention of passers-by probably being like, excuse me, but I have actual business to attend to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ma'am, you can walk- you get your
2: paparazzi stroll out of my face? <laughs> yeah, come Thank on, you. I gotta go. I'm walking dogs for, you know, Julia Roberts.
0: Mm-hmm. When we return
1: on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Rosie O'Donnell will be joining us. Mm. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Canning Tato. Don't you guys mistake her for that? <laughs> I'm by the only one.
2: Also, that what I'm actually doing, now that I think more about it, is Rosie O'Donnell doing Penny Marshall. Because if you've ever heard <laughs> yes. Rosie O'Donnell doing a Penny Marshall impression, that's what it sounds like. It totally is. That's fun. May she rest in peace. That's true.
1: Channing Tatum is finally being honest about something that no other actor has ever been honest about. We're going to hear what he has to say after this on My Talk 1071. Holly, everybody, be careful out there while you're driving around. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. We'll keep you company. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And uh, our, one of our show boyfriends is Channing Tatum. And yeah. uh, he's talking and he's saying some real true uh, stuff. Oh, uh, hi, Channing.
2: You know, finally, there's a Hollywood actor uh, today played uh, by none other than Channing Tatum, who's telling the truth about the, like, unrealistic and unhealthy things that he has had to do for a role. And I will say in a way that, you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek, hey, but also just refreshing because it kind of owns, you know, the process. And we've been talking about stuff like this for years. You know, this comes as opposed to other uh, actors who do these things, extreme, you know, body changes and sort of wear it as like a badge of, you know, like honor, like or or just like don't even say that that's what they're doing. Right. And you just think like, wow, they're superhuman. And right. like, well, What actually goes into that sausage? It's Speaking not sausage. sausage <laughs> um, so so Channing showed up on Kelly Clarkson. Are we still calling it Kelly Clarkson? I don't know. Kelly Kelly Brianne. Brianne. Uh Um, But he showed up on the show. And here's some of uh, of what he talked about. And again, this is all about, you know, she brings up the fact that Magic Mike 3 is happening. And, um, you know, he's like, they showed a picture of him from Magic Mike. And he was like, that picture right there is what made me like almost not want to do Magic Mike 3. Because he's like... I don't want to have to get my body back into that shape. That is a lot of work. And he said, quote, it's hard to look like that. You know, even if you do work out, to be in that kind of shape is not natural. That's not even healthy. You have to starve yourself. I don't think when you're that lean, it's actually healthy. And then he goes on to say something which, you know, I've always thought about this because people I see so many times they see actors look a certain way or do a certain thing and they think like, oh God, I really, what's wrong with me? I'm not able to do this. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say, I don't know how people who work nine to five actually stay in shape because it's my full-time job and I can barely do it. Right. So he just like says these things out loud. And again, if you listen to the interview, it's just very casual. It's not like he's being like, well, I need to talk about how hard right. it is to be an actor looking amazing. Um but he's just being honest about it and you know frankly that's refreshing because there are so many celebrities in Hollywood whether it's action heroes I think of people like Chris Hemsworth I think of people like Zac Efron oh, mm. you know who are doing extreme things and not probably being above board and maybe they just don't want to talk about it because they don't want to tell you how the sausage is made but but I actually find that to be refreshing because it kind of takes the pressure off of all of us who are looking at that going, why can't I look like that? Well, also, I it, work out like,
1: you know, after a movie comes out and uh, Channing Tatum looks like Channing Tatum does in Magic Mike, there then is the rolling out of the articles where um, tabloids and other magazines talk to trainers and the trainer gives you the program that will get you a body like Channing Tatum. And just knowing that that's not going to happen. It does sort of like freeze your mind a little bit, right? Like,
2: yeah, it just takes the pressure off and you realize, oh, that's unrealistic. You right. can't look like that. So no, no no, Zac Efron beach body workout is going to make you look like Zac Efron because what you don't see, and again, I don't know because in this case, I should probably use Channing Tatum as an example because he actually talks about it. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of resources, and it's also not sustainable and not healthy as you know, described by the person who actually did it. So it should not be a goal. But then, okay, so he does that thing, which is super awesome, and I think, like, I want to hear more celebrities talk about this, because you know a lot of celebrities are like, and just think about, like, all the things that women do to look the way that they do in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. right? But then I would say, okay, so now we're owning this, and we're being honest about it. Now, why do we need to look that way? Right. If that's not a Like, if it's not realistic, then why are you doing it on screen? I think that's the
1: greatest question. Because if, why can't you do Magic Mike and look good, but not like that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'd all still think it was sexy.
2: Yeah. So where is that pressure coming from? I imagine it comes from a number of places, but at the end of the day, like, if you're doing some, like, if you're portraying something real on screen,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but it's not. actually real and it's or it's not germane to the story then why does it matter if you had that eighth rippling ab versus the six you normally do
1: that look fabulous
2: yeah or may i don't know we love had some airbrushing but then even i would say like why is our audience expectation that we're going to see that like do would we be less likely to see magic mike if he didn't have the eight pack instead of the six pack right
1: listen i I will speak for us. I think we'd still go see the movie. Yeah. But you're right. Where is that pressure coming from? I also think we as an audience have always been fascinated with the ways that actors change their bodies in both directions. Right. When um, I'll use Tom Hanks as an example, even though he's never been chiseled Mm -hmm. like the in that I know of, like uh, Channing Tatum. But when he did uh, the movie Castaway and he had to go from normal dad bod to I've been stranded on an island bod and they stopped production and we all after that movie came out that became its own conversation like how did he do that and he I think he's spoken about how he actually had some lasting effects didn't well, he it
2: was about his diabetes yeah I think. he has
1: type 2 diabetes yeah.
2: yeah and I mean I think about people like Christian Bale who've mm-hmm. like done extreme measures you know I don't I just feel like that's probably a combo of self-imposed, but also self-imposed by people who are part of a you know, bubble that is very highly unrealistic in its expectations of actors, mm-hmm. meaning there's a system that these actors are a part of. I imagine when you get to the level of a Tom Cruise or a Tom Hanks or a Channing Tatum, you put a lot of those expectations on yourself like, oh, I'm going to go this extra mile to do this more than, you know, any particular person in the industry is putting pressure on you. But that pressure then trickles down. And so you've got a lot of actors who are just getting in the business who, you know, probably feel like they have to do those things because you've got other people who are higher up doing those things. So it just seems like it's a a self-perpetuating uh, cycle, cycle, which is just not healthy. So Fitness I'm glad he's talking bors. about it. Huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Fitness or bors? Mm-hmm. Yes, eating itself.
2: Oh yeah, it's like borscht The huh? other thing I think <laughs> about is um, that'll make you lose a few.
1: Renee Zellweger when she did Bridget Jones, and she, I want to say she she talked about how she gained weight for each for each edition of Bridget Jones. She did it differently. But what I think is interesting too, is once she'd played that role enough and she got to a certain echelon, she didn't have to i want to say they like she used a fat suit at some point, which I hate even that word but but she, they were able to she didn't have to put all the weight on yeah they were able to use costuming to enhance it in a different way, which I find that to be interesting as well, right that once you get to a certain echelon, once you are at a certain level once you've played a character then they will throw the enhancements in costuming at you rather than you actually having to go through the process and i don't know if it says something about the actor and their willingness to commit to a role or what that is about but
2: Oh, well, i'm sure it just depends on how much agency a particular actor has to say like oh i'm not I'm not going to put on 20 pounds for this role. Right. But again, I bet a lot of it's not overt. I bet a lot of it's just like, oh, you you look, you know, like, I mean, maybe if you had a few extra pounds. uh, Mm. I mean, I could just hear the conversations that sort of lead people down a road that ends up with them going, oh, my God, what are the weird things I've just done to, you know, for a role. For this role yeah. and hopefully that's changing I would imagine because you definitely hear people having conversations about these things in a way that they didn't used to mm-hmm. like Channing Tatum talking about this so that's progress I just wish that maybe like you know the market would not be there for extreme measures because like think of all of the work that Zac Efron did for Baywatch yeah and I feel like most people wouldn't have cared if he was if he would have
1: stopped a little bit early we still would have thought it was sexy
2: i probably would have thought it was sexier yeah
1: it was it was a little
2: it was a little intense
1: yeah Yeah. when we return uh and david hasselhoff never had to work that hard
2: i mean he's just And the germans
1: were fine with it he's a star when we come back on the colleen and bradley show what is the non-covid reason you like wearing a mask 651-641-1071 we'll take your calls after this